The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and in part by West Coast Window. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. That's right. There's nothing our God cannot do. You know what time it is? It is all across the ACN network. It is time for In My Opinion. I'm your host still. It's Marty McClendon. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for wherever you're going on a Saturday morning or if you're at home, tuning into the show or listening to the rebroadcast as we podcast the show afterwards. Thank you. I appreciate it. You can reach out to me at morningshowmarty at gmail.com. That is morningshowmarty at gmail.com. You can listen to past shows um, when I get them posted on Anchor or iTunes or Amazon, wherever you get your podcasting um, material. Um, And feedback is always appreciated. We have a Facebook page as well. I say all that to start the day off that it's uh, Saturday morning. It's always Saturday morning, obviously, for the show, but it's uh, February is done. I mean, we have a few more days left. This following week, I'll be in Vegas for work, and it should be uh, interesting to be in Las Vegas. I haven't been there for years, um, and you know, I'm not really looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm working, so uh, work's always enjoyable when it comes to dealing with people, encouraging, and training, and so forth, and I just, which I do a lot of. But uh, you know, sometimes these trips are just inconvenient, if you will. But let's start off the show today with the word of the week, um, God's scripture, I got one. I've used this before, but it came up again in my feed this week. And you know what? With all the things going on in our lives, all the things uh, being bombarded, our senses, the news, even shows like mine, when we talk about the issues of the day, it can be really heavy. So um, the verse today is Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And many of you probably already know this. Like I said, I've, I've used this before. I'm using the Amplified Version as well. The Amplified Version just um, takes into account the, all the different sort of translations of the word. So it says, well, they could have meant this or could have meant that. So they include all the words. So there's usually parentheses. And so that usually when you read a scripture from the Amplified, you're getting sort of all the possibilities, if you will. So in this verse, it says, And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So once again, if we're talking about this peace that it surpasses, right? This one says, And the peace of God that peace which reassures the heart, our heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, which is way above what we can understand. The peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So we're, we've been given a promise of this peace that we that uh, surpasses anything that we could possibly imagine in the moment, right, in the day, or this time that we've been created for. Now, there's no accident, first of all, that you're listening to the show, but there's no accident whatsoever that you are exactly where you are in the place you live, 
um, the family you're in, and so forth. Now, I know we've all got choices. We have free will. Parents have free will. You have free will, and so forth. That said, God knew before the beginning of time, knew you, numbered the hairs in your head, has a purpose, and has stored up good works for you to do. And so this time is a special time. When we see all the things happening, you know, the wars and rumors of wars, when we see the 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 parade, the evil paraded in front of our screens on 24-7 around the world, we can't imagine how the human suffering and the um, decadence and the misery can get worse. And yet we know we've seen in history it has. We also know there's this bright light shining around the world as well as revival is breaking out. In, in Brazil and Africa and uh, American college campuses, which we'll talk more about later today. And people have said for a long time that things are the brightest when it's the darkest, right? When the darkest happens, right, then the light shines even brighter, right? In a dark room, just a, a, a match is really bright. I think we've been prepared. We've gone through trials and tribulations. I'm, I'm talking to all of us that are listening and part of this uh, a Christian in America, if you will, especially across Eastern and Central Washington that listen to the, the sound of my voice, if you will. We've gone through some things here in Washington, in this nation, in the last decade, last three or four years uh, specifically. In addition, though, we're, we've been seeing the decay, the destruction of our families, of masculine men, if you will. Our children uh, are being indoctrinated. All the things that I talk about on a regular basis, I think that's prepared us, made us stronger, made us more resilient, made us more vigilant, that now is a time that as, as the hands and feet of God, we really, 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 um, there's no more time to blow it off and, and not say, oh, that's not. no, we are seeing what we're seeing. We're seeing the battle between good and evil, and we are, uh, we have to choose a side, and we have to get engaged in the battle. What, the way we've been created and the skills we have and the talents we have uh, are needed in this battle uh, to help our neighbors, to help our country, to to walk in, to fulfill the good works that we've been um, designed or prepared to do. A lot there, but remember, that's good. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Now, a couple of things. I want to get to a couple of stories, and then I want to get into a couple of good news, positive stories as well that you're just not going to hear on all the mainstream or any of the other um, channels you're listening to or, or watching. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the, of course, the first thing is this week, I'm sure many of you saw this, uh, in Palestine, Ohio, the train derailment, you have the uh, vinyl chlorine and so forth that, that basically infested the waters, made them undrinkable, fish are dying, and that water route goes all the way down uh, into Louisiana and out to the ocean there thus affecting uh, the drinking water and, and land for miles and miles and miles. And this is just one of uh, a, a dozen or so ecological disasters of train derailments, truck crashes, uh, you name it, that's, that are all, and I, and I made the allusion to that they're connected. I, I, they got to be. These are not random happenstance. I don't, I'm not a big believer in coincidence. Why are they all happening now, and why do we have such such feckless leadership? Yeah, but the good news part of this is Biden. Uh, this is not the good news part of it, but 
Joe Biden and the administration, whenever there's a natural disaster, whenever there's something that happened, a flood, a hurricane, a tornado, whatever, it is the policy for the uh, state to, uh, to reach out to the federal government and ask for a declaration of disaster or emergency standing. It allows the state to access more federal funds for the federal government to release certain aid, whether it be the National Guard or a military or um, money or um, relief and so forth. Pretty standard practice. It happens no matter what. And it could be minor. This is a pretty big thing. And they reached out to the federal government, Ohio did, uh, especially Palestine, and they were rejected. The federal government, Joe Biden, said, nope, we're not going to give you any aid. In fact, there's not even been there yet. I know Pete Buttigieg just went there, which is the transportation secretary, uh, who, you know, remember he was on paternity leave when, when all the uh, uh, shipping problems were happening when we couldn't get um, containers in off the shore because... Uh, he was on paternity leave as a, with his same-sex partner, right? And then during the, uh, um, I mean, everything, one, one thing after the other, he is not, he was a small-town mayor that ran for president as an openly gay man. That, that's his only claim to fame. So this administration, I, I do believe, has ill intent when you think about all the, you just have to look at the facts, the open border, the cancellation of the oil pipelines, the... Uh, driving the cost of a home heating oil up, uh, massive spending. These are de- uh, very uh, detrimental to this nation, okay? to our economics, to our, uh, to our moral values, and so forth. So I think they have ill intent. But on the surface, they've made almost all of their hires from a, from a woke um, agenda, if you will. You know, they, they hire the press secretary because she's the first lesbian, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, Pete Buttigieg because of this. Because, you know, you don't hire people based on their sexual orientation or there's some kind of check in the box here. you got to hire people that can do the job. It just it seems like it's oldest time. And yet we've seen it. They, they, and they are giving excuses. And, and uh, they get passes, if you will, because of their open stance to drive these woke agendas. Uh, no, they should be held accountable. Like, you're not doing the job, you should get fired, uh, you're impeached, or whatever. Okay. Anyway, the good news part of that story, and the reason I want to get to it, was Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump is running for president. Yes, Donald Trump, former president. Yes, Donald Trump is a billionaire. All those things aside, um, the government isn't going to Palestine, Ohio. Donald Trump did. He brought in uh, truckloads of water, clean water to drink. He bought food for people in Palestine in McDonald's. Obviously, could have done something different. But the point is, is he made the choice to do so. Yes, does this look good politically for him? Yeah, but the point is, is, is he did it. Any other political candidate for president, there are several of them now, didn't show up, but he did. It's what you do when you're a leader. And I'm not. This is not about Donald Trump. It's about acknowledging the fact that when he had the opportunity, he did it. Same thing when he was president. You may or may not like the, um, the man as a person, but when he had the opportunity to do what's right for America, he did it. So that's a good news story is somebody, that's what we're called to, somebody, when they had the ability to, they chose to step up and offer aid. This is, this is really good. This next story, I just want to remind people that we're still 
You know, remember a couple weeks ago, if you do or don't, um, the judge in the Epstein, well, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, which is the sidekick of Jeffrey Epstein on Pedophilia Island, um, and they had these lists of people that were on his plane that went to the island, and, and you've seen it all across the internet. But they were supposed to release the actual client list, the ones that... Um, trafficked in young children and had sex with them and, and uh, financed the whole thing. And a little bit of that list came out and a major um, um, leader in J.P. Morgan Chase was on it. We got that a little dust. The rest of the list documents from the court have not been released yet. And they've delayed them. And of course, we know it's going to implicate very important people. This is something we need to continue to put pressure on. We need to know, and then they need to be held accountable. The, the um, trafficking of people is wrong. The trafficking of young children for um, sex and those kind of things for adults is evil and wicked, but it's, it's, it's also should be punished. Um, just Not just my opinion. This is, you know, legally. Even the... the uh, the element they're in prison, you know, for years, that's a, an area that they don't even go. They, they deal with pedophiles in prison in a very serious way. Keep on pushing because those, it doesn't matter who it implicates. We need the truth, and the truth, you know, obviously will satisfy Jesus Christ. Next thing is, they saw this week, it was a, a big news story and made the sort of the um, Democrats in the Congress, especially Adam Schiff, really upset for whatever reason, is that um, Jim Jordan um, handed over all like several thousand hours of January 6th tapes, basically all the recordings of all the hearings and all the stuff, the stuff that we haven't been able to see. We saw the orchestrated on t- made-for-TV uh, hearings that was trying to sway the nation's opinion about January 6th. And January 6th is, of course, um, the inauguration, before the inauguration, the swearing in, where they counted all the electoral votes, and um, where there's, where Ashley Babbitt was killed, where people entered into the um, the House and the Senate there, and it's, it's, there's a lot of confusion and a lot of unknown. And a lot, there, there are people being held without bail for over uh, almost two years now um, and, and that their constitutional rights are, are because of this. And they're trying to make this out to be some kind of big thing. When we see there were FBI agents in the crowd, there was police officers standing away, opening the door, opening the door and inviting people in. So yep, there are people that are going to uh, have paid a huge price for this. But with all the tapes, all the videotapes, all the testimonies, Tucker Carlson has it. So again, unless for some reason he they silence him, we should be able to see actually what happened, hopefully getting to the bottom of that. I think that's good news. It's also one of those frustrating things, too, because we have all the details where things come out way, way too late. And they, they basically say, no, 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 we, we're trying to create this, you know, this people to believe one thing when the truth comes out now um, the danger of that is we distrust everything right because okay you lied to us again you lied to us again okay clearly you lied again where is the truth we know the truth is Jesus Christ okay 
The big story I covered last week a little bit was Senate Bill 5489. Um this week, there's an update on that. Um, Attorney General Bob Ferguson, who wants to be governor, we all know this, but Jay Inslee put a kink in that plan last time when he ran for his third term, um, announced that they're, um, they have a new website. Uh, it's available for healthcare providers, seekers, and helpers in Washington seeking pro bono legal services regarding their reproductive rights. Boy, it sounds very PC and very woke, right? Now, what in the world is going on? Why would we need a website for people seeking pro bono legal help around um, reproductive rights? We know that's a, a code, code word for abortion. Reproductive rights is the right in Washington for women to get abortions, okay? And for um, children to get abortions without their parental notification. We know this. This is, this is Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is very big, very connected, and very well-funded in Washington State. There is no difficulty in getting an abortion in Washington State. In many ways, it's a sanctuary state for abortions. Um, We know this, and yet this is part of that. So why would he announce a website? Because um, it came out that they're assuming that kids from Idaho, kids from... Uh, or surrounding states that are that are more conservative can run over to Washington, uh, be underage, get an abortion without letting the parents know, and then providing taxpayer-funded legal help for the state of Washington or the providers of Washington that do these procedures on these underage kids uh, to terminate their baby, to, to do an abortion uh, against those that would come after them. So basically making this a sanctuary state. This is evil. So they're trying to uh, basically put in place a taxpayer-funded legal fund to protect basically anybody that wants to cross the state, especially these young kids, to get an abortion. They're assuming that those bills I talked about last week, the um, Senate Bill 5489 and Senate Bill 5599, that those two bills work in conjunction. They put the framework in place to actually make Washington State a sanctuary state for abortions. Crazy, crazy stuff. So, um, but Senate Bill five four eight nine and Senate Bill five five nine nine have not passed yet. You need to call your senators. You need to call your House members. Uh, this is in the Senate right now, so um, we need to put a stop to this. Tell them do not vote for this. Get against this. But both these bills, Senate Bill 5489 and Senate Bill 5599, um, allows for, if you will, um, parents to be cut out of the system. For kids to be, this this has everything to do with trans rights, uh, transgender stuff. It has everything to do with abortion. It has everything to do with the parents not having the right to have the say in their children's life. So, Check it out. Do the reading um, because right now they're in that early process. But um, you can go to um, ledge.wa.gov. That's legislative.wa.gov. The L-E-G dot W-A dot G-O-V. You can put in Senate Bill 5489 and read the entire bill. And Senate Bill 5599 and read the entire bill. And the short clip notes, if you will. See who the sponsors are and the co-sponsors are, and then make a ruckus. We need to put a stop to these and put a stop to this other thing about 
um, making Washington State a sanctuary state for abortion. It's just, and beyond that, it's all about having our kids, um, uh, allowing them to, you know, get puberty blockers and, and do transition without your parent, you, you as parents knowing. Yeah, it's all in this. This is openly evil, taking away our rights as parents in Washington State. In addition to the to the indoctrination of grooming them at an early age about sexuality and and just pornographic material through through the uh, comprehensive sex education, with the back the, with the basis of that coming from Planned Parenthood, and the critical race theory that thus calling our kids oppressors or separating them along racial and, and lines, it just it's evil. Okay, pay attention to that. Another one I want to get to that uh, came out this week. This is just behind the scenes, a sort of a metric of where we are economically. Remember, we have uh, record inflation uh, month after month. They're not even reporting it now because we're living in this. Yes, gas prices have come down a little because they've um, flooded the market, if you will, with uh, with the reserve, the National Reserve, that needs to be replaced now. But... Right now, we're the first time in history, U.S. credit card debt, that's you and me, and the credit cards we have, the debt we've accrued is nearing $1 trillion. On top of that, 64% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes that's not that surprising. It seems like the more money you make, the more money you spend. We're a consumer society, but that's a lot. It's over two-thirds, or almost two-thirds, of all Americans living paycheck to paycheck, meaning if they miss a paycheck, they start losing, right? They, they could lose a house, lose a job, you know, they, they lose a job and can't get a new job in an environment like this where things are more expensive. Um, they're bankrupt or they're on the streets. This is, you know, then you become more dependent on the government to save you when you have no resource of your own, no way to make it. Lastly, Americans save um, only 3% of their income. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, um, I know that my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation, savings was drilled into them. They saved, saved, saved. Uh, we're in a generation now where a lot, oftentimes we're in debt. We buy it now, uh, pay for it later. We had not a saving. We got to get back to savings. And I understand there's a lot of issues with the dollar itself, but saving, you know, biblically, right? 10% to God, you know. Um, put some aside for savings for the future, for your retirement. All those things are important, but we're not teaching our kids that anymore. Uh, savings a, a is part of a strong economy for Americans. And with only 3% being saved by most Americans, that's not much. Okay, good news stories of the week. I wanted to do something positive. Just talk about a couple stories that I, that I saw that probably don't get a lot of the news attention because there's not... The, you know, if it if it bleeds, it leads, the old saying, right? So the first story um, comes out, um, this 76-year-old man um, who in 1970 went to college, wanted to get a PhD back then, um, dropped out of school. Uh, I believe he finished his bachelor's, so good for him on that. But 50-some um, years later... Um, he started the process of finishing his master's and then getting his PhD. So it took him seven years once he started. But at 76 years old, 
uh, he got his PhD. Now his grandkids call him doctor because he's got a PhD, right? Piled higher and deeper, the whole um, doctorate, if you will. He's not an MD, but that's pretty impressive. And he thought about it the other day. Now, do you ever feel like you're too old to start something new? I do. You know, I'm 55 going on 56. And there's things like like that, um, making time for to learn new thing, maybe to get your bachelor's, your your master's, your PhD. I've been thinking about going back and getting a uh, my JD, my my um, a law degree, right? Um, why do I want to be a lawyer? No, not really. But I want to learn. I love the law. I love reading um, the founding documents. I love our Constitution. It'd be great to have that knowledge and to be able to put it to work in real estate and uh, politics, if you will. Uh, but I'm like, ah, I'm too old. 76. I want to encourage you. You're never too old. Um, if something he wanted to do, was not able to do, or didn't get to for almost 50 years in his life, at and, you know, at seven or sixty nine, he started, and at seventy six, he finished getting his PhD. So I think it's pretty cool. So be encouraged. You're never too old, as long as you have breath in your lungs. God's got a purpose for you, and we're here. The next story, um, that really good up in Ontario, Canada, three year old Waylon Saunders, a boy, was found by his parents face down in their swimming pool. It's icy. You know, it's cold up there. I don't know how we fell in. I don't know what the deal is, but they found him with no pulse, and he was not breathing, and he was super, super cold, um, way below where he should have been. They rushed him to the hospital, doing CPR along the way. The hospital staff did three hours of continuous CPR while they're trying to warm up the body. Now, I've done patients that have been falling into things, and as, and as long as they're below, I mean, basically they're frozen, if you will, um, the system works slower so so tissues don't get damaged as much so like brain tissues and and uh your heart and stuff they can be recovered but it's it's still very hard so this crew did continuous uh, cpr on this three-year-old boy uh, trying to warm him up you know uh, with heating blankets and so forth and for three hours nothing 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 but after three hours finally his heart started again Blood started pumping. He started breathing on his own uh, and kept on going. They transferred him to the ice, children's ICU nearby. And now it's been a few weeks later and his organs, his brain, and everything is healing normally. So he's not out of the woods yet. But it's exciting that this boy, uh, this three-year-old, and his family that could have lost their son, he's going to live. He's going to live and uh, it's amazing that that this crew that I used to work in healthcare for a long time, obviously not in Ontario, didn't give up. They didn't give up on this three-year-old that they found that they don't know how long the boy was in the pool. We don't know how long the little boy wasn't breathing um, or the blood wasn't trickling. But the icy cold, first of all, probably saved his life um, and allowing this crew to continue to move blood through his system pump his heart, and so forth while they warmed him up to allow him uh, to survive. So that's a good God story. Praise God that this boy. So uh, I want to follow up on Waylon Saunders in the future and see how he's doing. Lastly, the good news, we talked a little bit about revival. I've seen stories break out this week. Asbury uh, over there in Kentucky, 
uh, friends of ours, Doug and, and several of our others went out there and want to hear the stories of, of how it was when they were there. Um, but Texas A&M, Baylor University, uh, I think nine other uh, universities around the nation also started. Kids crying out to God, um, praising God, asking for forgiveness, um, a revival. They're in their first week, uh, but it's, it's spreading. There are, there are different countries where it, revival is happening. What is revival? It's, it's, it's turning back to God. It's where God moves and does his own thing. It's not an orchestrated, it's not an event you plan for months. It's not the fancy band. This is a, a move of God where the, the hearts of these young people are hungry. And I've been saying this for a long time. We, when we see all this negative out there, when we see all this uh, confusion out there, it makes our soul and our spirit long for the truth. We long for some security. We long for the the absolute solidness of God. And so there's a hunger, and the fact that you see it pouring out at you know, Asbury and Texas A&M, Baylor, and other colleges around this nation um, warms the heart. And for the rest of us, I think it's a really good time for us to say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, I don't want to have the, I don't want to, I want to go back to my first love when I first became saved. This is, I think it's a reminder for all of us. As revival sweeps, it starts in our heart. It starts with repentance. It starts with coming back and to our first love with God. So anyway, those are ending on a good note today. Hope you are all well this week. Take care. God bless. I'll see you next week on In My Opinion. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty.